You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, just somewhere, you know, a place that really, like, needed me and had an opportunity for me to come in and step in right away, be, you know, helpful to the to the younger guys and uh, just an offense that kind of, you know, fit my skill set and found ways to, you know, utilize me. And that's, that's, what, that's what I've had so far. I just felt it was in my best interest to seek out a, a different option than uh, the situation I was in currently. And uh, I got into contact with Coach Shenander and Coach Lubick and Coach Frost like shortly after I was in the portal. And um, they expressed a lot of belief in me, which I liked a lot. So, you know, I committed to coming here. And welcome back here to the Hoscar Line Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. That was newcomer receiver Samori Tori, And I guess you can still almost call him a newcomer in Oliver Martin as he didn't have really a full year last year um, and, and was able to make an impact um, at the receiver position. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill. It's going to be a busy time here this weekend at T- Tanner's on 30th and Yankee Hill. They'll have all the NCAA volleyball action on as you'll want to get in there to watch Nebraska. Nebraska baseball on the road this weekend at Penn State for a three-game series. Uh, so they will have all those games on as well as Major League Baseball. That's underway and I know Nate and Robin and I were all watching our MLB every night. Uh, was staying up too late now watching the Dodgers these nights. Um, but it's been easy to be a Dodgers fan right now, guys, as they are off to a hot start again, defending that ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, rubbing in. I can't. I, I, you can't call me like a, a fake Dodger. I've been like my whole life. The Chiefs and Dodgers fan is really yeah. having a rough oh, yeah, go. That's at rough. It Kevin, our friend Kevin Kuluk goes, "Are you a Lakers fan too?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the rare combination of Chiefs, Lakers, Dodgers, but. Um, Let's talk wide receiver. You heard Samori Tori. You heard Oliver Martin. And I know a year ago at this time, we thought that they would be at this point. We thought, oh, Omar Manning would just kind of be plug and play. Marcus Fleming would be plug and play. Will Nixon could play. Well, Nixon gets hurt. Fleming leaves. Omar Manning just had a lot of things that happened and was injuries, mental, whatever, that he didn't become a factor. So Nebraska was forced to play. A lot of guys on the field that they probably weren't expecting to be starting receivers at the Big Ten level, and and it it showed with how they played. I think now this position at wide receiver today is where they thought it should have been at maybe a year ago. Yeah, I mean, especially if the guys that they need to step up and be big-time pieces in that rotation do take that jump forward. And uh, right now, I mean, it is spring. You're you're not even fully way through your, your first spring ball, but guys seem to be uh, progressing very well to where Scott Frost, I mean, going into this thing, talked about how excited he was about the potential of the group. And seems like every practice you hear more and more about how good that, that unit is coming into, into form. So it starts with Samari Torre, who uh, has been everything Nebraska could have hoped for um, on and off the field. And uh, you can probably pencil him in as uh, probably the number one wideout right now, but the you know the the cautious optimism around Omar Manning that you know he's he's Omar missed. Manning I feel like that failure last year has made people hesitant exactly. to get on Samori Torre no doubt 
Nate? Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt that I think, uh, you know, and we all talked about what, what Omar Manning could, could possibly be last year and, you know, how good he was. And, and, he, and he still is very good and has the ability to play at a very high level. But there's no question that people are kind of pumping the brakes on Torre right now because – um, they were burnt. Yeah, they, they were burnt on Omar before. Manning. They, yeah, they heard it all about oh, Omar I, Manning, and then he never even really touched the field. I mean, how many snaps did he play? Like five or six snaps mm-hmm. all of last season. And so he lined up on the wrong side on one of them. Yeah. And so people are pumping the brakes. But when, I mean, I was blown away by how well Torre, when, when he got in front of 40 media members here, which is probably the first time he's ever seen anything close to that. And the way he handled himself, you knew, okay, this guy is extremely mature. He's He is ready to to step in and no moment is going to be too big for this guy. And so, um, and I don't know if you could say that about Omar Manning. I mean, yeah, he was at TCU, but only for a brief time. And then he was at a junior college. So, I mean, I think Torrey's, you know, uh, transition from Montana to Nebraska is a little easier than what it's been for Manning. But shoot, if you get both those guys playing at a high level, throw in Oliver Martin right there. Xavier Betts. Xavier Betts. I mean, and that's just a couple of the guys. You got Alante Brown. You got Will Nixon. I mean, the list. And just role players, even like Levi Falk and White Lever. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying those guys are difference makers, but they're really, really good role they're players, contributors for sure. And so, yeah, that that position group, I mean, more than any, maybe any other, I think is is poised to have the greatest, uh, you know, change compared. And to it's last a wonder year. why Cade Warner left. Where, where would yeah. he even been in the? He was a captain a year yeah. ago. Um, and where would he even have been in this group? I mean, I, I, can't, I can't see any way. Outside I mean, of the top six. Oh, yeah, and that's why he's at Kansas State yep. um, right now because he wouldn't have been able to beat these guys out. Um, you know, the talent, you know, you almost forget about Xavier Betts, how good he could end mm-hmm. up being. Um, but I, I think having Torre here, it's probably good for Manning too. Um, I think a year ago Manning kind of just felt like I'm the best guy here. But now there's guys that are as good or better than him and hopefully that gets him to go harder and, and play. And, you know, the, the I, I feel like whenever Huskers.com puts out a video, they always make sure they take care of the Internet and show Omar Manning. Because yes, he was here today. If, yeah. if, you, if, you don't, if you don't have the Omar Manning sighting on those Huskers um, videos, mm-hmm. you know, it leads to a huge message board. Where's Omar? You know? <laughs> we were joking, like, there's plays that he's not even involved with. Like, it's one, like – Touré making a catch 30 yards downfield, and the camera immediately pans to Manning to show him celebrating. Like, <laughs> hey, look at that. He was on the field. He was practicing. But, uh, you know, going back to Samari Touré, you know, listening to Wyatt Lever talk uh, on Wednesday, uh, you know, everyone has praised Samari in, in every sense. But, you know, Wyatt said that one of the things that jumped out to him was not only how good of a player he was, but how he instantly took ownership of that group as a leader from day one and he said he carries himself as a total professional and just does everything the right way in in every sense you know he he's um, super diligent about watching film he's always on time to meetings you know he he's making sure that he gets all his work done beyond just you know when they're on the field and when and when they're in games so that I think is a tone setter for the rest of this group where you have a wide receiver room that arguably has as high of a ceiling as almost any position on the team and it's extremely unproven if you can get those guys to follow a guy like Samari Toure who's doing everything right way and setting that example that could do wonders for pushing the entire group from top to bottom yeah and it shouldn't come as a huge surprise I mean this guy's he's produced at at a fairly high level Um, I mean he 
he, by all accounts, he I mean he could he could be getting ready for the the NFL draft right now. I mean he he didn't have to be at Nebraska right now if he really if he didn't want to be. And so, um, you know, it, it doesn't shouldn't come as a surprise that he's handling himself like a professional and and that he's kind of taking leadership and ownership of that room. But um, you know, I think I think there's a good chance that it's gonna you know we can we'll be able to look back at this and be like, well, that was that was what that room needed was somebody to kind of take ownership of that and and show everyone else how to act and and how to you know how to be a professional on the deep ball too guys finally the deep ball has to be there this year and it wasn't there I mean Nebraska was arguably one of the worst deep ball teams in the conference um if not the nation I mean you know the the long pass of the year was that late throw I believe to Wandell Robinson you know in Maryland and that wasn't easy. I mean, that was a hard play to make. They just didn't have the the potential to make deep plays. And um, I think what you heard Matt Lubick say, between Adrian throwing it and the guys they have, they've completed more deep balls already this spring than they did all of last year. Yeah, and you've heard multiple receivers saying that you know they've noticed right away uh, they're making more of a concerted effort to stretch the field and throw more of those long passes. And I mean, that's an element for this offense to work. It has to be there. You have to have the home run threat. You need players uh, on the perimeter that are capable of you know, beating defenders and, and winning those 50-50 balls. You need a quarterback that's confident and has the trust in those receivers to throw those balls. And you need a line and a running game to be able to keep the pass rush off you long enough for guys to get downfield in order to stretch the field. And by all accounts, things seem to be coming together rather nicely in those regards. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, you're hearing it from the defensive backs too. That they that's something that they've noticed is that they're having to defend the field vertically. They can't you can't stack six seven guys in the box like like defenses did last year. So um, it's that's definitely something that um, is going to be a welcome change. All right, when we come back, we will talk defense now. As um, a lot of things to catch up on on that side of the ball. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.